0: Coming
1: up on Jess Elders Podcast. Went to the strip club in Montego Bay, oh. man. Shout out to Black Ch- Black China. She said she was going to listen to my shit. Black China, I told you I can give you a shout out. I
2: keep on point today. It was, every day. This, this, hey, Keith, come on. This is I love it. I in season three? <laughs> Currently, I'm a venture capitalist, but in my past life, 2016 to 2019, played in the NFL. Uh, who you play for Panthers Rams started out with the Rams and then my last two years with Charlotte Carolina Panthers and Charlotte you going you going to the NFL yeah talk about draft night how was that bro? draft night for me was you know a memorable night but not for a good reason so that's one thing I love about the NFL man
1: it's just the, the process of elimination yeah high school is the best cats in your community you know what I'm saying like college is the best cats in the country. You know what I'm saying? NFL is the best cats in the fucking world.
2: Mm-hmm. Like so I got hurt, so dang. before I even get in the season, get hurt, and then at practice, at practice, first day of practice, OTA, so non-contact, jerseys and helmets and helmets oh, and jerseys.
1: Oh.
2: And I had just put a lease down for an apartment. I'm not even on a team. I was pulling up to the facility for like two weeks, eating the meals in the cafeteria. <laughs> You get in the car and you fix in your mirror and you look yourself in the i Say, you're better than this, Chub. Doesn't even acknowledge me, which is fine. I don't care. But doesn't <laughs> acknowledge <me. laughs> Takes it to the damn. back office. I see him 25 minutes later. He's like, bro. And then two, it goes back to the the Kaepernick conundrum. Where, damn, it's it, it, all right. Cool. We all can say we're gonna go HBCUs, but when I take a knee. Are you really still going to take a knee even though you said you are going to take a knee? Right? <laughs> would, would, you, a knee? would
1: you have to take a knee? Tell Can you tell any broke stories as a college student playing ball, whether it was you or somebody you know and just the struggle? <clears throat> ready? Born Ready? It's Wednesday. You're tuning in to the Just A Podcast, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I just got back from my Montego Bay time. And I feel like the man. Let's vibe. Y'all do me a favor, turn this up. If you have any negative energy... Get that shit out your heart. Today, all we want is positivity. Today is going to be an absolutely, positively, undoubtedly the best, most amazing day you're going to have all week. Today's going to be lovely. I got to let it drop right here. You know what, Keep a Mark? It's going to be a what? A lovely Hey, 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 we're going to do it like this. What's up, family? It's your boy, Eldridge. You turn into to the greatest podcast to ever get the airways. That is the Just Eldridge podcast. I am super excited. I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Turn that back up. Hey, 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 hey. All right, we're doing it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Family, I'm back. Round of applause, round of applause. First of all, I want to thank each and every last person that tuned in the last week's episode, the Little Brother episode. Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Featuring Troy, his little bro, my little cousin, and... Maul. I think Maul been on the podcast about twelve times now. I think he, I think he's definitely. He made his rounds. Yeah, he's definitely the sure. most most uh returned guest on here. Um before I get into it, let me introduce a first time guest. Um never been on a podcast, but it's somebody I've been
2: cool with for uh, what? About how many years now? Three years? Yeah.
1: Dang time fly,
2: boy. Flying, bro. COVID <laughs> year. I took a it took a year off. Yeah, of hey, you
1: know, 2020 do be like a it's like a blip year. <laughs> Marvel bro. fans, like
2: it was just like a year that just didn't even really count. So yeah, three years. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, bro. I know uh, we had some schedule and then I bat that on you, but yeah, I'm no. in this seat now. We <laughs> we chat. <laughs> we re wrapping. It's all good. It's <laughs> all good. It wasn't official because if it was <laughs> official schedule,
1: you wouldn't have been on today.
2: But tell them how I pulled up today
1: though. For yeah, like real. No, literally. Them today if I even introduce who he is you know I'm just calling I'm doing my rounds where I'm trying to check in on people on the regular and this one of brother, I was just calling check in I was like man you know what we haven't talked about this subject on the podcast I'm like bro you want to come through today? I said you want to come and fuck? he said it's when it's like 5.45pm yeah it's like 5.45 like when I'm like shit recording at 7 <laughs> and <clears throat> my nigga came through so, ladies and so gentlemen for you. the first time on the podcast give it up for my big brother Chubb Glad to be here, bro. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. What's up, man? Um, we're gonna get into you real fast, but mm-hmm. um, check in with my boys, man. How y'all weekend, was, gentlemen? Keith, Mark, hey, Amen. Yeah, you know, another, another, another weekend. Another weekend. What about you, man? First of all, we got the camera here today. <laughs> We have video, we <laughs> back on YouTube. We on YouTube.
3: YouTube looking like a gap. Yeah, video. yeah, we all on the tube, man. All over the web like a spider. Um, weekend was cool. I'm trying to think. The a few days before the weekend was my baby girl's birthday.
1: Yeah, I seen that, man. Seen that. Ten, 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 one, ten.
3: one year, man. I kept a human alive for a whole year.
1: That's crazy. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a crazy way to say that, <laughs> that shit. Yeah, I like, kept
3: a human alive for a whole year, man. So um, it was dope, man. Got to celebrate with some cool people, some good friends, some good family. Uh, had a real good time. So, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Did she smash the cake? Y'all did the cake? Yeah, we did the cake. Yeah, man, she had some, some some gifts that she really loved. When we sang happy birthday, she looked at everybody and, like, just started giggling and started laughing and all really? of that. So, <laughs>
0: she stayed up the whole time?
3: Right. The whole time. Damn. <laughs> She, she, they,
0: she these pandemic babies, they different. Right, man, and <laughs> they had a different. good
3: time. Like she was like the happiest baby the whole. Time. Like towards the end, she was sleepy, but like she, would ha- she would was she was happy the whole time. I, like, whole
1: time I seen that. I was like, man, that's what's up, man. Like, yeah, you, you had put some stuff on your story. I comment, I was like, man, she's beautiful, man. But we went all out,
3: bro. It's made a couple of dollars, but we look anything for her. of a couple like of dollars. Bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your yeah. weekend, brother
1: as the people know, I went to Jamaica. Had a good trip. Shout out to Yada, ran into Yada and Run. Good friends that was out there. I, I look, man, it's crazy when you run into people you know outside the country.
3: That World shit, small, bro. that shit I always small like, word. You yeah, that, can't get away with shit. That shit, was, that was that was <laughs> cool. That shit make you feel like the man, though. Huh?
1: Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, And then, um, strip club. Went to the strip club in Montego Bay, man. Shout out to Black China. Black China. She said she was gonna listen to my shit. Black China. I told you I can give you a shout out. What's up, baby? John.
0: Like
1: hey, that motherfucker. Hey, let me tell y'all, y'all. Her name was Black China, but then it was this other girl that was at least six four. Like solid. I'm talking about Made Mick the stallion Look like a little cousin Bro Like I'm yeah. talking about Shout of it, Like I'm like Girl that girl about to get on the pole The pole bending with her Bro Like I'm talking about She say I'm obsessed <laughs> with
4: Thick women
1: and I Hey Hey That's right I like hey, love my girls It went Keep one on pointing <laughs> It Boy was God. Every day this, this, Hey Keith. Come on this I love <laughs> it We <laughs> in season <laughs> 3 <laughs> Season 3 New sounds That sound, bro. So look Check this out though Shawty wasn't even really like a BBW. She was like an Amazon, like a Montego Bay Jamaican Amazon. Like Shawty was so big, my Shawty was like, "God damn, <laughs> you know how it is when you're a Shawty look at a girl, right?" Yeah. And they, they, have y'all ever been to a strip club with your girl? This is first time ever for me. Never. Nah. anybody ever? Been? I'm I'm like anti-strip club. Yeah, my
2: girl's anti-strip. So, so girl. I don't I like
1: going to strip club because I got a problem. Like you know, I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> so i don't like going to your club and paying them ties yeah look and you know i be looking at it like man these sisters they don't already put theyself out here getting on stage they deserve our best i was <laughs> trying
0: to save them like Yo, you don't gotta be in here <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're too fine for this club look, right. i'm got they i'm trying to goddamn pay book scholarships <laughs> Listen to stories. Shorties like,
0: like, don't strip for school no more though. So
1: that, yeah, that yeah. Like out. now, now is strip for lifestyle. Yeah. Like, so I was looking one shorty, and she said, "You want to go to the bathroom?" I was like, "I can hear you fine from here." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that bathroom different. Hey, look, I ain't gonna lie. In the bathroom would have been by the bathroom. I would have tried. <laughs> Sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, my girl like first of all the reason why i was in red form my girl wanted to go hmm. i didn't want to go she wanted to go she was feeling black china nah she wasn't she was like she was like yeah we can go we can we like i ain't gonna lie she had showed a little gangster in her that night because she was like hey you, you can bring another one like she threw a little money bring another one to me
4: i was like no i ain't finished with her <laughs>
1: overall it was a good trip man we back we back here but um let's get into it man um my brother man Chubb, can you tell the people just who you are like just a little bit about who you are and why
2: you're here Just want to set the tone for the conversation and why this subject is so important for me right yeah currently i'm a venture capitalist but in my past life 2016 to 2019 played in the nfl uh who you played for Panthers, Rams. Started out with the Rams and then my last two years with Charlotte, Carolina Panthers and Charlotte. And um, you know, just, I like to think of myself as a professional businessman, right? So, mm-hmm. I'm not just one thing. I'm not a football player. I'm not a venture capitalist. I'm not a podcaster. I'm not, you know, you know me. I'm at the gathering spot. I'm mm-hmm. two laptops just trying to figure shit out. Trying right. to put things together. Sacrifice right now while I, while I still got my youth in me and, you know, ride that roller coaster towards the end of my life. So, just setting and planting these seeds for the future.
1: What do you play, um, uh-
2: College and high school. Went to Wake Forest uh, from Marietta, Georgia. So I went to Hill Grove. Okay. Appreciate it. We got some uh, <laughs> uh In Powder Springs, Georgia. And then went to Wake Forest from 11 to 15. Got an econ degree there and went to NFL from there. And now using that econ degree.
1: Alright. Just run for me. Because <laughs> they be switching shit up, right? Mm-hmm. What were your positions? High school positions,
2: college to NFL. Yeah, and no, that's a great question because high school played defense in. So in, in high school, I'm a nice size defense end. I was getting sacks, doing what the team needed me to do, right? They put me in that position. We had linebackers. We didn't have any defense ends. I could go get the quarterback. Went to college first year, moved me to linebacker. So I had the red shirt, sit a year out, and really just learn that position, right? right? I went from having my hand in the dirt, just rushing off the edge at an angle to at one. red step, <laughs> yeah. to that reed step, yeah. you know what I'm and saying? Back sides for a nose. Yeah, like, exactly. Can... Running, running at one object, and then now I'm in the middle of a defense, and – things are going left right up and down and i gotta dissect all that in the span of two seconds literally and then and then one react. Step, right. <laughs> yeah in one step right and so that took a year of me just learning the position practicing being on the scout team getting beat up by the offense to starting offense and really just cutting my nails at it right and then parlaying that into a freshman season and then three-year starter sophomore junior and uh senior year to all acc linebacker
1: dang dang i heard that little language that's that's linebacker talk right there. I played a little bit, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. I know about it. Yeah, for sure. I know about it. That guard stand up. That's a pass. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's why you, you got to read. Hey, you got to read that shit. But hey, I'm the man of that shit. I Ain't gonna lie, man. Ain't gonna lie. Quit playing with me. <laughs> so, uh, what about <laughs> dig through the crates? Dig through the crates. <laughs> dig through time that time. shit. Dig through <laughs> that uh, shit. All right. So, boom. You going? You going to the NFL? Yeah. Uh, talk about draft night. How was that, bro?
2: Draft night for me was, you know, a memorable night, but not for a good reason. So I went undrafted, drafted seven rounds, three days long. I knew I wasn't going first round, but I was a first team all ACC, number one linebacker in the ACC coming out of my senior year, but I had no combine invite, had no all-star game invite. So kind of the writing was on the wall. I just didn't want to read it at the time. So mm. draft day, first round goes on that Thursday night. I obviously knew I wasn't getting selected, but watched it just to see my peers get drafted and see what teams took what. If this team took a linebacker, I kind of checked that team out my head of me possibly getting drafted by them. And then Friday, that's three rounds, second, third, fourth. And I thought that was my day. So I'm sitting at the couch, literally in, in my crib, parents around me, didn't have no party or anything like that. Cause like I said, the writing was kind of on there, on the wall, and I, didn't, you know, want to put myself in that you position. You put a, you, you deal with them nigga. Dude, I'm throwing a kit back, Right. You know? like, right. throw a party. Yeah. If you want to pull up, you can come. I'm not inviting you. Though. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the pressure ain't on me. Look, you so. might delete later. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So. It was kind of that vibe, and then sat on the couch for three hours. Went undrafted. I was like, all right, cool. Saturday that's my day. I didn't want to go Saturday. I wanted to go Friday. Saturday this is my day. It's the fifth, sixth, seventh round. That's a five-hour journey. Didn't get a phone call. And so Rams called me right after the draft. Or Rams called my agent. My agent called me right after the draft. Said, hey, you're going to L.A. They didn't draft any linebackers. They took all offensive players. That was the year Jared Goff went number one. Nice. And then he took, like, three other guys, two receivers and two tight ends. He said, this is a great situation for you. Do you want me to tell them you're interested? He said, yeah. Um, and then next, thing you know, next week I was in L.A. for minicamp. And so that was that was my intro to the NFL was L.A., Los Angeles, California, Rams first year back in Los Angeles California. I remember that. Hard Knocks which is the a- HBO show was filming us that year in training camp so it was all these things happening right so the whole city of Los Angeles was happy NFL was back we're in Los Angeles we have all this time we got a little money in our pocket we're going out you know people recognizing us because we're on HBO right. that Sunday every Sunday for five weeks right. you know I got a 15 minute segment here and there and and you know people people are you know recognizing us and Actually, my first my first um, trip to LA, coming off the plane with all the other rookies, we were on TMZ at the baggage claim. So, all this is happening right now. Like, damn, this is what the NFL's like. Right? I'm famous, bro. Like, t- t- TMZ's uh, you know filming us at baggage claim. We get in a van, we go, and you know we have the time of our lives for that whole off season during that summer of uh, mini camp and OTAs. getting the clubs free, like one you know bungalow in Santa Monica. Uh, getting anything we wanted, right? And then being on HBO, people from high school, people, you know, I didn't even know I knew calling me saying, yo, good job, or great game. Shit hey, what's like up, that. bro? What's up, bro? Yeah. And, and so fuck with me. Fuck, fuck with me, bit, bro. And then it was <laughs> it was all that, right? And I'm like, damn, this is the best thing in the world. And then fast forward to in the training camp, I get cut, put on practice squad. Um damn. I know. Get put Hunter, on practice Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You sped through that. So you living a life. Living a
2: life. <laughs> and not even on, not even on my pockets, just on clout. Yeah, yeah, clout, situation. clout money, clout money, right. Training camp happens, and that's kind of when you chill out because you're, you know, doing preseason games. You're yeah. in the thick of things; it's hot. Practicing five times a week, and then you're playing that Thursday night, and then that last game, they decide if you're going to make the team. You're going to be on the fifty-three. The guys who you see on Sunday are going to be one of those ten on the practice squad, or you're just not going to be in the NFL at all. Right. And so I made it to the spot where I wasn't on the fifty-three, so I wasn't going to play that next Sunday, but I was going to be on the practice squad. Meaning, I'm still on the team. Right. I'm just not playing on Sunday. Right. And so that was a big kick to me, because um, I was like, "Damn! Like I thought I balled. You know, I thought I did. You know, I did my thing, and I, I feel like I did. But at the same time, shit happens, right? Was now. it politics, or was it? I mean, it was. It's, it's always politics, and that's kind of what introduced me to to the business of the NFL. And I kind of, I'm glad that experience happened early because yeah. it opened my eyes. I wasn't like this lost puppy at 27 and then getting that experience and mm-hmm. then my whole world being flipped upside down. Instead. Okay. I was on this high, twenty three years old. My world got flipped upside down. Right now, right. So now I'm younger. I have more time to think about it. I got, um, you know, other opportunities, and I just got to think and survive for myself. I was gonna tell you this practice squad story. My first week, I was on practice squad. A linebacker missed training or mistreatment because he had a hurt hamstring. They cut him. So, in order to cut him and put him on the practice squad, somebody has to come off. It's a numbers game. You can't have more than the 53 or 10. Right. So, he gets off the 53, gets on the 10. Well, then they take me off the 10 to make room for him, right? Mm-hmm. And I just put a lease down for an apartment. Oh, so you got kicked off the team, period. Got cut off the team. Oh, I thought you were about said they brought you up. Dang, dang, dang. Bought our apartment that week right before – because we had a – our first game of the season I'm was – going to get – Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm thinking yeah, like nice damn. little plot twist. That money that, that first game of the season wasn't a Sunday like the rest of the NFL. We played the 49ers in San Fran on a Monday night, so we had an extended day. So we had an extra day, no practice. So that's when all the rookies were, you know, buying or leasing their apartments, finding out where they're going to live because you really get no break. So this was like our only opportunity. And I just made the team. I, I uh, knew what my income was going to be for the whole season if I was on the team for seventeen weeks. And put. Do you mind putting numbers out? Yeah, like... uh, I was in Simi Valley. We uh, our facility was in Thousand Oaks at Cal Lutheran because we didn't have a practice facility. We had a home games at the LA Coliseum where the uh, Trojans USC Trojans play. So we didn't have any home territory. So we had these makeshift uh, facility with like these trailer parks and stuff like or these trailers put together at Cal Lutheran. We had a grass field. Connected to a parking lot where we practiced, and that was kind of in the Thousand Oaks area. And so, right next to it, the cheapest plot of land is like Simi Valley. Right. So that's like a twenty-minute drive because um, Thousand Oaks is like the suburbs of LA. That's like Malibu. Thousand Oaks, right, right. I can afford that. <laughs> and uh so, two thousand twenty-two hundred dollars a month in Simi Valley, and I was, you know, at the time, great apartment, two bedrooms, was just be my myself rented furniture from court that was probably 500 600 a pop
1: right
2: you know what i'm saying so i got i'm 2700 dollars all in for six months Get you know locked in right and then two days later coach fisher comes up to me and says hey you know we're gonna we're gonna take you off the practice squad we gotta put this we gotta make a spot for this linebacker but stick around you know you'll be here for you know you'll be back in two or three weeks so after that conversation he looked me in my eyes as a man and i went and signed my lease that i already been looking at, at this you know apartment shopping for the two days before that he looked me in my eyes, told me that, and then I signed the lease the next day or that same day. Thinking I'm gonna be back in two, three weeks. So, you know, I could take this twenty seven hundred dollar mortgage because I'm about to make eight thousand the the day they sign me again. You right. know? I just got eight thousand from this first week and it just didn't work out that way. I stayed around for five weeks living in this apartment. <laughs> Damn. That phone wasn't picking up. Bro, you know what that's like? That like when that shot tell <laughs> you, Look, don't go to sleep.
1: I'm gonna oh. call you. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. <laughs> Exactly what that is. And you just stay away for that bit. Yeah, so like, exactly what it is. So, was you, like, circling around the stadium? Like, what you
2: doing? Nah. <laughs> what did, you, so did is, you realize? This is the, like, fun, this is this is the <laughs> funny part. I was still pulling up to the facility for, like, two weeks. I'm not even on a team. I was pulling up to the facility for, like, two weeks. Eating the meals in the cafeteria, exactly
3: the oh yes, sir. Damn. And
2: looking back on it, that was some damn. crazy damn. shit. Damn. Like, I'm a civilian at this point. That's damn. some crazy damn. shit. Damn. I'm damn. walking damn. in this, but they let damn. you yeah. in though. You they let me in because yeah. you know I was still I was on the team the day before, so a lot the word doesn't spread for like three days, right? The whole, team, the whole team. <laughs> hey. y'all still pulling up.
0: I made sure uh, I made, is sure made
2: so, every. Is this on mic anywhere else? No, Look, nobody this knows is the It's Exclusive, it's some real <laughs> shit though. No, it's like good. it's like the you think of the NFL, and you don't think of shit like this, right? right. I'm pulling up. I know, I got the schedule on my iPad. I got pulling up the breakfast. I'm pulling up the lunch. I'm pulling up the dinner. And after I, after after you know everybody's done, they're going to meetings, and I'm hopping back in my car going that's home. Fact. Literally, just I'm sitting and, uh, at I'm sitting like, at the grill. I'm, 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 I live
3: with the meals, yeah, that's yeah, like dropping out. Yeah,
2: out. I mean they professional shelves. Yeah. So let's just you know this in the morning is
3: worth it. This was so funny. I can imagine
1: this nigga like. Well, Pratt is crazy. That's <laughs> crazy.
2: Pratt is crazy. It's crazy <laughs> thinking about it now. Like, damn. Like, if I, cause, like, take 2019 when I was on the Panthers. If somebody got cut and I still saw them in the building, I'd be like, yo, you, like, low key trespassing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, what are you, <laughs> like, This is like, you know, you could get. Dun, dun, dun. You know it's a criminal thing. <laughs> but just
3: off of karma, you got to let him stay. Cause yeah, like, you yeah, can't no, get no, no, no. I wouldn't out. say nothing. Yeah, yeah, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, yo, you're, out,
2: you're yeah. wild for doing this. But I was doing that. Not, know, yeah. not yeah. knowing yeah. any better. No, I'm yeah. not saying I would say I that. Mean, to we that don't all did it. You know what i I wouldn't say that to that person, but in my head, I'd be thinking, like, damn, this nigga, true.
0: Because you wouldn't know, like, are they about to come back and turn up? Right. Because they just got cut. Exactly. How crazy.
2: Think about getting cut from. Amazon, yeah. you're the lead engineer. <laughs> if you came back to Amazon the next day, I would think you're about to blow the bill up because <laughs> you ex- yeah, That's what I mean. Think about that. Think Steve about Jive.
1: somebody.
3: So, Steve got How much money would you schedule crazy. to make?
2: How much you would have made on Prada Squad? Eight thousand a week One, uh, for seventeen weeks. One thirty-six. That's that's the math. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got some mathematicians. Yeah. yeah so eight thousand <laughs> eight thousand a week. Or, yeah, for seventeen weeks. Um, on fifty-three, which which, you, made, which is still good at right. rookie. 22. 22 a week. Which is what you know, three times the amount, but yeah, yeah, four, four hundred, four hundred, four hundred thousand. Okay, yeah, you would have made some change. Yeah, it. I mean, after taxes, you go home January first, if your team doesn't make the playoffs, you got five months off of two hundred fifty thousand in your bank I account. Two fifty, right? <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying. That's different than going home and I, I still had a good amount of change. I had like eighty thousand in my bank account, but that ain't two fifty. All right, so man, yeah.
1: so <laughs> so, so you got dang. So you,
2: all right? I'm imagining
1: you have your trespassing dinner <laughs> multiple times. You, you get it, you get in the car and, and you fix in your mirror and you look yourself in the eye and say, "You're better than this, Chuck.
4: <laughs> I think what Is stopped it, me. What but, happened? Let let's get, let's get into the. Uh, I think
2: what stopped me was literally like after two weeks. I'm calling my agent. I'm like, "Yo, you hear back from the yet? You know, they told me it'd be two weeks. I let two weeks go by and I still, you know, my agent didn't say anything. They didn't hit me up. And um, he said, nah, nothing. And then that's kind of when the, it clicked. Like this is a business, right? Even though he told me I could be signed back in two weeks, I'm starting to learn shit, right? Like I said, I'm 23 like, and I just got cut off the high of my life. I'm kind of mentally in survival mode now. Like mm-hmm. thinking like, all right, well, what do I got? I'm adding expenses up. All right. I got 8,000 a month for that first week I was on the team. Well, now I can pay my rent for at least four months, three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. I still got three months to play, So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing all this shit, right? Calculating, right. making sure I'm straight. And I realized, like, yo, like, them niggas might not sign me back. <laughs> you know, after actually having real-life, real real, life, real talks with my agent right. and asking him to, you know, tell me more besides the fact that, you know, they ain't picked up the phone yet. Right. I'm like, damn, well, should I be coming to this? You know, I am not really on the team. Like, I'm low-key tripping. So, I stopped doing that. Like, after two weeks and, and just kind of.
1: So, when did you stop using that to get in the club? <laughs> like, hey, you So, know that's me? the thing, though. That's you know the thing.
2: <laughs> I never I put this on anything. I never use the NFL card for anything as far as club, nightlife, girls. Better than me. But, but what the thing is, and none of us are females in here, but they know. They could tell. Right. If I walk in a club and I walk with somebody else who's 6'3", and he's he's not built like a basketball player, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. And we were on TV, so people recognize. Oh, I'm leaving week four of uh, preseason. I'm le- leaving the bungalow, and people are like, yo, good shit. Shut up. Hey, I hope you make it.
0: See, see, I'm laughing because I know niggas who wasn't in the NFL, but they that size. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when they all was like one of our first brothers was in the NFL, yeah. the girls think they all, yeah. they all get Right. Yeah. For sure. They all get that love.
2: That's why niggas stay deep. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... I
0: handle the books.
1: L- let's talk about... <laughs> and, and I'm going somewhere with this, but this story is great. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm loving this shit. Um, Let's get to Panthers. How do we get there? Because that's on the whole side yeah, of the world. Yeah, so...
2: So, after week five of the season, so five f- four weeks of not being on the Rams, I'm still in L.A. My agent calls me says, Detroit wants to work you out. Fly to Detroit the next day. They sign me on the spot. Stay in Detroit for the rest of the season. Um... And then that goes into 2017. You on a you practice, like what are you practice squad? Just yeah. yeah, just picking me up, signing me to have me for death and just just in case anybody else gets hurt, then I'll get elevated. And so, healthy linebacker crew that parlays into next season, 2017.
1: How was Detroit? You know, you're in a different city now. Like right?
2: yeah, I mean, a, that's a great question. It was the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. I go from Thousand Oaks, um, LA west hollywood to detroit. To, to detroit and nothing against detroit i mean <laughs> you, know, a lot, detroit. you know a lot of our people detroit, live up in detroit, no. like you look up in detroit it's, it's always you know what i'm saying it's always gray it's you know it's cold detroit is detroit bro yeah. it's You're it's so it's cold, cold in the d you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's a whole world of a difference you know it's raining you got weather la it never rained we had all our shit outdoors no roofs on our shit like none of our locker rooms had roofs on in our weight rooms out outside in the tent because it just didn't rain like detroit you got the snow. You had, you know, all this muggy weather. It was always, you know, it was low-key depressing. You still get eight a week with them? Yep, same same price. And then that part lays into 2017. Go through that whole off-season cycle again. So mini camp, and then I tear my ACL. Damn. So I got hurt. So Damn. before I even get in the season, get hurt. And then. At practice? At practice. First day of practice. OTA. So non-contact. We're just in helmets and jerseys. and
1: oh. That means nah. you were really in your – you was in your bag. Yeah. You were trying to show yeah. up. And it that was happened also I was, it was on 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 racing a, dry, a drone. That shit happened to me. <laughs> For be. real? Yeah. Nah. So I feel you. I, know,
2: <laughs> I, I can relate to that shit. Guys. Yeah. Go <laughs> back to the crates. Right. And, uh, and so I tore my ACL, but, I mean, I was a blessing and a curse, right? That was me being on injured reserve, which is the list you're on when you're on the team. But you're hurt, so you're not playing that year, but nobody else can take you off that team, right? So how Detroit took me from the Rams because I was basically a free agent. When you're on injury reserve, nobody can touch you. You're basically on the team. You're just not playing because obviously you're hurt, but you get paid like you're playing. Mm. So, then, dang, dang, dang. so I'm, you know, May, May of 20, May 20, 2017, I'm hurt. I get surgery July 7th. That's a nine-month recovery. I missed the whole season, but I'm on injury reserve. I get 17 checks for $32,000, you know, gross. Um, I met it probably 16 a week. Uh, but that was, you know, one of my largest paydays. Right. You know, 16 times 17, and then I didn't touch anything. I got to, They let me go back home and rehab. I rehab at Emory, so I'm not paying for an apartment. I live with my parents. Um, you know, I have my own car, so I'm not renting cars. I'm eating home-cooked meals. So a lot of this shit, I'm just pocketing. Oh, yeah. so you right you I win. can't, I can't run or go to the clubs. I'm not spending money on club. I'm, mean, you know, I can't yeah. do shit. So yeah. I'm not like wasting money. You know what that I'm shit really don't work. Like you know,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm in the NFL, but yeah. Yeah. I live with my mom right now. So, but I'm still paid. You <laughs>
2: so you know, that was that was a, a blessing in disguise for me because one, you know, financially it helped me, but two, it g- goes back to you know facing reality and facing the business early on. Like, I got wake-up calls. I got to see the light at the end of the tunnel. What if I don't come back from this knee surgery? What if, you know, they don't sign me back after my injury? What if this is the end? Then I had to start preparing for life after football. So I started networking. I started meeting with for his alums in the Atlanta area. I started doing stuff like externships and shit with the NFLPA, stuff to build my business acumen. So when it is all said and done, I'll at least fall on my feet, right? You right. know, some people don't do anything – they focus on just being the best football player, oh, best basketball better player. better and shit. Yeah, yeah, which is cool because you get paid to do it. But at the same time, like, you got to have a balance because you focus on that shit and then you're done playing, especially football, high-contact sport. Say you play for 10 years, which is a long career. You pay for 10 years, you're 32. You got 40 years before you can retire realistically, right? right. Even if you have all the money in the world, say you have a Julio Jones career. I, I stopped playing at 32. I got $70 million in the bank. You still work you're my best friend. You still working. Right. My brother going to nine to five or working. Right. My you know, I can't call nobody and pull up on, on a Tuesday at two o'clock. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just at the crib with a bunch of with a bunch of space and, see, and no opportunities. I right? see
1: my cousin do that. My cousin when he came home from the NFL, like he played for a while and he just like a his wife was a doctor at Emory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she got plenty of money. He done made a little money. Yeah. He was just at the house. Like. He was just the best Call of Duty dad I ever met.
2: So <laughs> like, if, if if COVID taught you anything, like niggas can't do that for. That's not sustainable. Yeah, like I don't care. if You got a hundred million dollars. If you think about all these niggas, like you think of an entrepreneur who sold his company for two hundred million dollars or a hundred million dollars, and then they go start another company or they go work for Amazon. Like why are they still working? Mm-hmm. Nigga, because you would you would literally drive yourself crazy.
1: Yeah, cause you don't.
2: You know what I, mean? I don't care how much money you got, how many, how nice your house is. After ten days, that shit gets old. Right, and that's what I realized too. I was rehabbing. At Emory, I was rehabbing from 7 to 9 in the morning. I would come home at 9.30 in the morning. Parents are going at work. Nobody else is home. And I'm bored out of my mind. I'm like, yo, this can't be what my life is like if football was to stop. And that's kind of what helped motivate me to get my shit going business-wise and networking and going to the gathering spot, you know, doing all the shit I was doing. Get
1: us to uh, the Panthers.
2: 2018. So 2017, tear my ACL. 2018, come back. They clear me from a physical, so meaning I'm physically uh, able to go even though my knee was still like in the recovery phase. That fast forwards to uh, them clearing me and then waving me, and then Panthers picked me up, and then I played for the Panthers for two years, nice. 18 and 19.
1: So were you starting at the Panthers, or you was on the practice? How was that? Uh,
2: 2018, I didn't start I play. Uh, I was just a special teams guy, and then 2019, got hurt again, so I did the whole injury reserve thing where, yeah. you know, getting paid not to play.
1: And that's where I met you.
2: Yeah insert where we met yeah boom all right 2019 that january february of 2019 yeah that's insert where we met crazy you done had a ride bro yeah i had a ride and and you know it could have been way better could have been all this you know i could have been drafted second third round where i thought i should have been drafted i could have been you know this guy who plays 10 15 years but i don't think when it was all said and done my life would be where it's going to be when it's all said and done right now
1: you right. know so can we now go back to the genesis man um, you were in high school, man? How did you decide what, um
2: college you wanted to go to? The market decided for me, so I uh, <laughs> went into my senior year with no offers. Mm. Played my senior season, started picking up offers here and there, and double A schools, but nothing wrong with that. But it's not, you know, it's not ACC. Right. So I got Georgia Southern, I got Chattanooga, I got Furman, I got you know all these uh, so- uh, SoCon schools, and then three days I'm committed to App State, which last won a championship in 2009. This is 2011. So they're fresh off of, you know, still being a nationally powerhouse school, but on a double A level, I commit to them three days before signing day. So signing day is on a Wednesday. Thursday, Wake Forest comes to my school. A linebacker that was committed to Wake Forest, decommitted, went to Georgia Tech. Wake Forest coach comes to my school. They pull me out of class. He says, hey, a linebacker just decommitted I can't guarantee you a scholarship, but come come check out the campus this weekend. So went Friday, Saturday, Sunday for my official visit to Wake Forest. Still committed to App State. They offered me that Sunday as I'm leaving to come back to Atlanta. I commit on the spot. Three days later, I signed my name to Wake Forest. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's how I got to wait. Just real quick, was the NFL always your dream? Or is that something that just kind of like happened? Because it, uh, it sounds like this is starting to be a uh, uh, – Kind of rhythm, almost. It's like it kind of almost didn't happen, yeah. but then it happened. So it's like, was that something that you wanted to happen, or it just was yeah. you stumbling into? No, it?
2: I, I, I'm glad you pointed out that rhythm. That's kind of the story of my life, right? Like underdog. You know, never really given anything, had to work for it, and even if I was looked over or under recruited or undrafted, I had to make a way out of no way. But NFL was always my dream. My dad played in the NFL. He played at University of Georgia. So growing up, you know, you go. they have an office like this, and my parents had an office. This whole wallpaper is Georgia Bulldog uh, cartoon characters. It's his jersey, you know, the size of this from his uh, Gator Bowl victory versus Michigan State. I see pictures of him on the shelves, shit like that. So I knew he played in the NFL. I wanted to be like him, right? He's the male figure in my life. Right. I'm a male. That's who I grew up aspiring to be. So, yeah, I wanted to go to the NFL.
1: So you uh... – can you talk about some of your colleagues, man, when they, their decision was to go to school, like, people, cats you knew when they were going to college. Because like, it sounds like you grew up with two parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a different different vibe. A lot of guys you see that play ball, they probably didn't have two-parent home, um, like you, NFL with their dream, but not because they were aspiring to be their dad, but yeah. they were just aspiring to be in the league. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to take care of my mama.
2: Yeah, one of my boys, he uh – uh. He actually, you know, single parent household, raised by his mom. I went to South Carolina Junior Day, University of South Carolina, their junior day. This, uh, t- 2010, South Carolina is one of the best teams in the world. You know, they're beating Georgia, they're beating Alabama's. They got Stefan Gilmore, they got all these dogs at South Carolina. One of the best teams in the country, Tank. Alshon Jeffries. Tank. Tank. All right, Keith. All right. <laughs> all, right, all right, And we go to their junior day just because, you know, Columbia is probably a two hour drive from here. And so my homeboy, you know, his mom had to work on the weekends and stuff, providing for the house. He's like, yo, can I ride with you and your mom to South Carolina so we can both go to Junior Day? And so (laughs) we go to South Carolina. My mom drives. We're in the car for two hours. We hop out the car. As soon as we hit the pavement, coach comes up to him. Spurrier, hey, come here. Takes him to the back office. Doesn't even acknowledge me, which is fine. I don't care, but doesn't even (laughs) acknowledge me. (laughs) Takes him to the back (laughs) office. I see him 25 minutes late, and he's like, bruh, I just got my first scholarship offer.
1: Like, nigga, you fucking rolled with me. <laughs> so I was like, damn. Like, I'm like, damn. Hey, look, it's like, it's like, bro, I'm not taking you to the party, and you gonna get some pussy right. and not say it ain't fun if the homie can't get nothing, right. right, right.
2: Like, Instagram. Right. I can't. Right. 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 Or right, right, even right. ask where your friend at for, for the homie, right? Yeah. Like, no,
0: so... So I I'm, came with you you know. Man, and it's no
2: and there's no fault of his own, right? It's, uh, it's not, imagine you know. that ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the ride home. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
1: look. <laughs> look. I am like, this bro, motherfucker. Man. I look look, nigga, hey look, I would've hit that nigga like, hey, my mom said you have to get her some gas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he got that. So I mean, just to, to to you know, your point, my colleagues, right? I was one kid who didn't grow in the, in the same household as me and that's kind of how he chose his college. He, Ended up having a bunch of offers, but he went to South Carolina. Another one went to uh, Georgia Tech. He was a highly recruited guy, but he went because his older brother went to Georgia Tech. So it was just kind of like keeping in their family. Um, Another guy went to – both of them went to South Carolina. So, you know, a lot of guys around me had offers. We were on the same teams, but I'm not, you know, getting the looks. And it's partly because of the story I told you earlier. I'm playing DN because that's where the team needed me at. Right, you know that's where we were best positioned to be successful because we already had linebackers. We had a guy who could do linebacker good enough for, for, for us to win games. We didn't have a DN that could, you know, set the edge and sat the quarterback and stuff like that. So at six feet, colleges, South Carolina isn't looking at me as a DN. They're looking at me as a linebacker because their linebackers are this size. So it was one of those moments. But
1: so now you in college, you doing your thing, you playing with some cats from all over the world. That's That's one thing I love about the NFL, man. It's just the the process of elimination. Yeah. High school is the best cats in your community. You know what I'm saying? Like, college is the best cats in the country. You know what I'm saying? NFL is the best cats in the fucking world. Mm -hmm. Like, when you think about that shit. Like, college, they could get niggas from anywhere, and you made the team. So, they just came down with a new ruler. People should get paid. College students cannot get paid in college. Huge. Um can you tell any broke stories as a college student playing ball? Whether it was you or somebody you know and just the struggle of one, not only playing ball, but knowing that you are the back of an engine that is making so much money for that institution.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean I got a lot, right? We got opportunities where we got mill swipes, but if you if you ration it out, the meal swipes are like two two meals a day for, you know, every business day, right? And so football players, you trying to get big. Your your body's still you developing. You eat every day. eat every day. You eat three meals, right? You're not eating, you know, lunch and dinner. You're not, not a fucking dinner. vegan. <laughs> exactly. you eating every day. So, you know, meal swipes <laughs> would run up. I had to go get me a George Foreman grill. It's a, I'm in a dorm room the size of this room, right? It's a bed, a bed. <laughs> two desks, right? So it's nothing crazy. The closet is like, no, no, no.
1: This room is fucking big. No, no, no. This is just the angle. No, no, no. no. The room they is big. I can't see. It's the angle. The room is big,
2: but <laughs> but put two twin XL beds in here side by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a skinny ass walkway. And
3: it's, I, I, remember that. I remember them dorm yeah. rooms. They was twin XL, though. Yeah. They weren't just the regular twins. <laughs> we had to go get the sheets yeah. for the twin XL. You, got the regular XL. Twin,
2: you like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this room, yeah, but I mean, would you live smoking in that bitch with out with person? a George Thornton? <laughs> bro, I was going to oh, Walmart to get getting right. chicken thighs and literally picking George Storm is on my desk next to my laptop <laughs> next to where I put my fucking head at night. Absolutely. Like that's some you know what I'm saying?
3: Like, small. and yes. I'm fucking putting,
2: trying to work, eat, <laughs> eat fucking good, trying to eat fucking good. Cause I couldn't eat lunch every day if I wanted to, you know, use all my fucking meal swipes.
1: Were you, were there ever an opportunity where you were like, fuck, I could get paid. Yeah, for sure. Like, what What were
2: they? They sold my jersey. Mm. I'm number 48. You think of jersey sales, right? You think when I sell a jersey, I'm selling the quarterback, wide receiver, running back, maybe the cornerback. Those are single-digit numbers. They're selling seven, the Vicks. They're selling twos. They're selling, you know, the Johnny Manziels. They're selling whatever it may be. They're not selling 48s. Right. I was just that dude at weight, right? And they sold 48 Dang. going into my senior year. We had a new jersey, uh, u- new uniform combo. They sold forty eights in the bookstore on the campus store. If you wanted a wait for his jersey, because obviously you didn't have our names on the back, it was a number forty eight jersey, and so, damn, everybody's buying these jerseys.
1: Did, you, did Did you know the
2: stats? Did they tell y'all like? The number, like, oh, your jersey. Oh, they so. would never do that. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> then, you know, the, the machine would fight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, we, would, we would fight the machine, I mean. Right. And so. But you know. But you, you look. You see, playing, just, I'm you playing Clemson, see. and everybody who's in black has 48 on their chest, right? Right. I'm playing Florida State, and people who are traveling, I know they're a Wake fan because I see uh, the 48 in gold. So, it was it was obvious. I'm going to frat parties, and guys are we're day partying, and, and guys are coming straight from the t- 12 o'clock game to a frat house at 3 p.m., 4 p.m., but 48 jerseys with 48 on You know what I'm on. saying Like that's If you wanted to wear the jersey Or wear a weight jersey That's the jersey you had to buy So
1: imagine if you could have sold Your own custom uh,
2: Exclusive t-shirt Like Anything Like I meant Like what would they have done for you Like No I mean definitely would Definitely would have helped It would have saved nights From drinking Burnett's You know what burnettes is It's like huh. $9 For a half gallon of alcohol like it's like the bottom of gasoline. the, bed. It's the gasoline. It's gasoline. burnettes Google it. B u r n e t t s. Yeah. We were drinking burnettes All
0: the bullshit flavors,
2: you bro. Can it's like up. it's like alcohol syrup. If I if I drink Burnett's right now, I might not wake up. Okay. So that's how. That's how. Like, you know, it's just pure alcohol. So was it? Uh, have y'all ever
1: had? Like, I mean, when you were playing, when you? Because I feel like this is what I call an Obama conversation. For years, we had the Obama conversation. But can you imagine if it was the black president? You know what I'm saying? You know, like we said, all the comedians would say, What if we had a black president? Like, there's always those conversations, What if? Yep. Did y'all have the What If we could get paid conversation in college? What 100%. Was, what were some of those?
2: Wait Forest is the demographics of Wait Forest. It costs 60000 a year in tuition, right? So, guys, kids that are going to Wait Forest are kids from boarding schools up north, Northeast boarding schools, people who come from generational wealth, generational money, right? So, uh, one of the girls I was uh, talking to my freshman year, her roommate is the uh, daughter of the owner of the Toronto Raptors. She named the Toronto Raptors the Raptors, right? So the American Express, his granddaughter, went to Wake Forest. That's the type of people I'm around. One of the Hawks owners is our biggest alum, right? Uh, Mitch Shaw, he owns the Hawks and has one of the biggest private equity firms. I say all that to say the the alums and the the money that circulates, Wake it's a private school. Right. you know, Government doesn't give them money. And so they make their money through tuition and people donating. So donors, you know, we have these donor meetings every spring game. Before the spring game, that Friday night, we sit up in the field house right in front of the stadium, and we eat with all these alums and donors who pay for our scholarships. Imagine if NIL was in effect. Now I could go eat Ruth Chris with that dude. Now I can go, you know, to his lake house on Lake Norman and and, and celebrate the game-winning touchdown we just had, right, Right. or stuff like that. And then you get handshakes. You get, you know, being able to have a car, being able to – Wait Forest is like a neighborhood, right? It's, it's gated community. You had to park on campus if you had a car, freshmen, sophomores. And it was like $95 a month. Mm. And these are kids, you know, think about me. I'm going to school for free. you tell me I got to pay $95 just to have my car so I could go to Walmart and get my my chicken thighs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or on my George <laughs> Farmer fucking right. grill. my George, George Farmer grill. On my fan to circulate because I was sweating bullets at night because the AC didn't work. So being able to have opportunities like that, being able to... Say, yo, everybody in the stadium has them on jersey, but I can't go, you know, make money off that. I'm in the NCAA football game. I'm The last year was my junior year of the NCAA football game. I'm in it three times, right. and I'm not seeing anything from it. You know how much you make in the, uh NFL for being a Madden? $50,000 a year. <laughs> you ain't, hey, you didn't, you didn't sit in no creative meeting. You didn't sit in no design meeting. You, just, you didn't do you no did, coding. And, and you get a $50,000 check beginning of the season every year just because your name's a Madden. That's also a rip-off, though, but. It's a good it's a good check, but it's, it's a, a good real check. Problem. Yeah, it's a real, I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: So, so now are we doing that with? Because I always thought about that about college uh, football game. Is it the same thing now? Are they getting
2: that check? Oh no, they're, uh There's just the fact that that game is even allowed to be made again is what they're getting. Because now they can put the last name on the back of the player's jersey. Now the player can actually look like the player in real life, like it does in Madden. But they're not getting a check from that. No, they're getting checks from opportunities like, hey, the local car wash and. You know, but Boise, Idaho I, wants to. But can I, like,
1: but now, can I sue for my likeness now? Like, like I got to ask, that's a Dash Law conversation. Uh, speaking of commercial break, every Thursday, check out Dash Law Attorney Durante Partridge, newest show on the Just L Media podcast. Y'all will definitely enjoy that. It goes down every week. Check it out. Subscribe, like, share with a friend. Giving free game for all creatives and entrepreneurs. That's law. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I wonder how that worked. That's a question I'm gonna ask later. So uh, talk about the ruling. You know, I mean, I know you probably. What do you yep. like? Get one, catch people up that don't know what what the ruling is, mm-hmm. and then what does this actually mean?
2: Yeah. So name, image, likeness, nil. Basically, is allowing players to profit off their name, their na- their image, and their likeness of being a NCAA football player, volleyball player, basketball player, swimmer, whatever it may be, whatever their sport is. So what that means is, so prior to this law, players couldn't have set money as compensation for them being the brands they are, the athletes they are, the money they bring to these schools. So you think about uh, Clemson University, right? That football team is probably bringing... Two million dollars a week every home game in ticket sales and concession stand sales to Clemson University. Those players see none of it, but what they tell you is, "Oh, well, you're getting a fifteen thousand dollars scholarship for free. You're getting an education for free." Right. You know, Duke men's basketball or Kentucky men's basketball. Their coaches making nine. is making like nine million dollars a year.
1: Bro, when you see NFL coaches leaving the NFL to go coach college ball, yeah.
2: Like, come on, damn. It's, 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 five, it's at least five to ten college coaches that make more than NFL coaches like Dabo, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Saban. Uh,
1: I about to say Saban. Day man. at uh,
2: Ohio State. But allowing players to monetize off their likeness, their name, and their image. So what that allows them to do is sell T-shirts with their name on it, sell those big inferral infer- 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 moments that, you know, I caught the Hail Mary versus Georgia. If I'm Josh Dobbs, now I could go market that and trademark that and make money off of it instead of just getting a pat on the back and a, a hot dog at the end of the game from from the local catering company right so being able to monetize and, and really incentivize athletes and, and really pay them back the compensation they bring to that school in a way that at least makes it a fair market uh type of deal a fair fair labor market at least
1: so is this going to be a distraction from the game or is it going to be an enhancer to the game
2: i think it'll be an enhancer it'll make uh it it'll it'll, it'll decrease the disparity in college football, right? So you think about college football. We see the top four college playoff teams every year is some iteration of Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Alabama, right? You know what I'm saying? So now I can say, hey, wait for us. Smallest power five school in the country, but you could get this donor who makes $20 million a year in private equity. He could give you a $5,000 stipend now. So now if I'm a North Carolina recruit and I'm deciding between Clemson, Georgia, Wait for or UNC? Why wouldn't I go to Wait for I'm still going to play those guys. I'm still going to play at the highest comp- comp, uh, competition. Damn. Oh, and I'm going to get a great education on top of it. And I'm going to get and I'm going to be the the biggest fish in the smallest pond ever. I'm gonna, I'm my 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 compensation is only immense, right? right? Versus going to Clemson and being the tenth five star on the team and not even knowing if you're going to make the team or make the uh, starting roster or not because they're bringing in guys to take your spot every year. So.
0: What is you – got, you got a question? Well, well, well I was going to ask, do we know if the deal goes the other way too? Cool. You can call us, so now you can get paid, right? Can you sign your boy up who's a business major now to be your manager to handle these deals? And yeah, now so now – you know, yeah, Can sir, we so, start this at a small – So Maverick,
1: the, the LeBron and Maverick relationship can start in fucking high school. Exactly. Like, literally. And what's so funny, I almost want to call Drico right now because – I had a partner, Drico. We knew he was going to the league. Mm-hmm. He was fucking amazing, and I signed him as an athlete on a napkin, in lunch, <laughs> like because I knew this business shit was gonna be
2: me. That's some elder shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just knew this thing <laughs> was gonna be my. I knew this thing was gonna be my talent, but now, you to think about how strategic you can be as a high school student. You know what I'm saying? As a high school student, now I'm looking at the playing field like, boom, who's the alumni? You know, exactly. who's the? You know, it's so much shit. Like you almost gotta begin to set up your brand as a high school student and carry that shit over to your college career.
0: But where are the where, where's the uh the downside to this? Like, what's the because here's, here's you know, the downside: they don't legalize anything without having a yeah, plan sure. already. You know what I mean? So the
1: first of all, I feel like the downside comes. With the lack of education, yeah, knowledge, the lack of business acumen, you know, the downsides
2: are gonna be these three sixty deals. A lot of people, yeah. people are, are signing, yeah. not knowing that, they're signing it in high school. You know yes. what I'm saying? I'm a high school student, and like that and, same example, somebody saw my talent. Not saying he was doing this, but somebody, some snake, saw my talent, hopped on me early. Now I'm signed to this dude for the next 15 years of my life, not even knowing it because he was buying me right. Jays. because he was buying me J's and, and, and made it seem all friendly at the nascent stage when I wasn't making money. And yeah. Now, now it's signed my first professional contract and I'm like, damn, I didn't even read this, but 5% so, goes to this dude. So
0: now, <laughs> the, so now does the, do these private schools and these AAU leagues. Do they become money?
1: Oh, A, oh, AAU is about to like, they about to win more than anybody
2: in my opinion. I mean, they they already were.
1: Yeah. They, they one They already were, but now like, First of all, a little shout out, and nod to LeVar Ball, cause he set the stage for all of this shit.
3: Damn! And he's really about to take off. Like, like, and he lived
1: it. I mean, he, he lived his word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that nigga, nigga lived this shit. Uh, Did my boy get rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Yep. Come on, dawg. Like, LeVar Ball was the trendsetter in all of this shit as far as knowing your worth. Um, so, I think now what has to happen, these mothers, have to really begin to protect their babies.
2: Yeah. Because I was going to say, because of the lack of knowledge and education, it's the wild, wild west right now. Everybody's figuring shit out, right? It's the first first of its kind. It's going to be people taking advantage of it, people getting exploited. And that's when, the, like I was saying, those 360 deals are going to happen. But being able to educate and, and put yourself in the best company. Because everybody in a suit is going to look like a trustworthy guy or gal. But then you put this into perspective five years from now. What Kid. did I, what did I get myself into? You know what I'm
1: saying? Can you read the six? I sent you an article that it was like sixteen people that got paid. Like I just want to know some. It's 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 sixteen athletes getting paid under the new, NCAA. Yeah, so uh,
0: one of them that's on uh, Bo Nix from Auburn. He mm-hmm. signed a deal with the uh, Milo Sweet
1: Tea. You
0: know what I'm saying? So that's a that's what's up. I just seen uh, Big
1: Bo. And that's a country. He a, he a big country boy. You know what and I'm saying, saying like Auburn, the, Georgia.
0: The Cavender twins and Boost Mobile—they signed. The, they said they signed the first deal uh, for collegiate NIL history on the Icon Source marketplace, and they're two basketball players. So,
2: so yeah. Master P signed getting two million. He signed a two million dollar deal. You got the Miami quarterback yeah. signed twenty thousand dollars. You know, uh, Marshall football. Will Omer, he signed the deal. So yeah, and when you ask how will it how will it affect? Uh, for the good of college football, like I said, it will limit that disparity. It's schools right now that these rich alums and donors are setting up fake companies to say, hey, you, now you have an endorsement with my company, and my company can pay you $100,000. Yeah, uh, Dante
0: right. Allen from men uh Basketball, he's about to start doing his
1: own merch, so he has shirts and hoodies. Yeah, see, out. that's what I want. I want to see more
3: independent. Personal yeah. brand. like,
1: so... For, so for me, I got to oh, on, on, one more. Let
0: me cut you off. We got Antoine Owens. He signed a deal with Three Kings Grooming. It's a black-owned hair care.
3: Preparer. Oh, that's dope. So I saw that. Oh, hey, yeah. turn me up. I got them, this guy. Where, where them twins at? <laughs> you, they still ain't. They're not playing no more. They're not playing no more. Nah, they they've been out for like four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they would want to do something thing. cool. <laughs> so yeah. They,
1: uh, so I want to call my boy Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. has um. Lloyd Sutton has a company called Run with the Sports. He's been doing this for about six years, right? <laughs> but what probably longer than that. While Lloyd is a genius, Lloyd was selling uniforms, sexy uniforms to high school, high school and middle school teams. Right? Sexy uniforms? Like, not just the regular shit, just like, <clears> throat> like throat> He's designing that shit, making it look like some NFL shit. Yeah. He going, he's, he, he's sourcing some, it. Some dope uniforms. Yeah, he's sourcing it overseas, and he's beating. Because most of the coaches, they ain't, really, they ain't got a budget. We need jerseys. You know what I'm saying? That just is what it is. So he's sourcing the jerseys, making them look more sexy, like bringing them back over here. That's what lord was doing. But what he was also doing was like, making uh branding that whenever school he get with he would just brand the athletes take a photo shoot or the start athlete in it you know what i'm saying make it look make it look so lloyd has been like ahead of the curve on this shit so i wanted to call him because i wanted to see how has this really shifted his business model and everything that he's doing I mean, but that's
0: my that's my question though like will it benefit the the hbcus in a sense because if you now have all these deep. It's kind of like when they did the um, for for the politics when they let companies start being people and donate. Right now, if I'm a private person, I'm an alumni and I can fund the basketball team, the football team, the baseball team. Who who can do that at like Morehouse or, or So Fort Valley I'm or glad Albany I'm, I'm, I'm glad like you they, said we that. You yeah. should, but like, you know what I mean. I'm
1: glad you said that. One, I was gonna ask you, was it HBCU ever on your radar at all? No, not at all. Was it because of, you didn't know
2: about HBCUs or you just weren't interested? Both, right? So I didn't. I mean, I knew what HBCUs CUs were, but none of my family members went to, or my immediate family members went to HBCUs. None of them recruited me, and on top of that, I wasn't interested. Right? I was in the in the mind frame of the NFL. The, I NFL. was going to the league. Yeah. So one, but if you seen Deion Sanders, would you have looked at
1: Jackson State? If, you, if you're seeing in high school, you can now get paid, and Deion Sanders is at Jackson State. One of the most decorated,
2: right.
1: amazing. My
2: favorite athlete of all time is Deion Sanders. Yeah. yeah. My, my situation is a little different, but no, I wouldn't. What? But that was Deion Sanders was going to answer. I was about to answer his question with Deion Sanders, right? Because Deion Sanders is with the Barstow mm-hmm. uh Network. He's using that to give these players opportunities. They're doing a documentary. Yeah, right. he has these cameras around these kids twenty four seven. Right, right. You know, he he's got. Deion Sanders is about
1: to again. Deion Sanders is having one of the Obama conversations.
0: Yeah, he, got, he got to out there. Yeah, the yeah.
1: He having one I'm of the like Obama him. conversations. It's the, the you know if. yeah the what if right? What if HBCUs could compete and. He's at the very like he's one of those turning points. Yeah, I know, he's doing a that. great job at it. Now I yeah. think he got time, he got a lot of time to build it. Mm-hmm. I think he got to get a lot more celebrity athlete coaches placed. Like he got to find some like, you know, some some cats that still got the the name, the right. skill set that's willing to go sit
0: well, I think now because you got money in it, I don't think you have to get the celebrity coach because, like, there's people who have been grooming themselves to be coaches and you're not going to just, like, skip past me just because you got a name and you might not be a good coach. But now since you got money, you can fund. Yeah, you know put, put like, some put your, deals put, up. Right? Put your money where your so, mouth is. So you know that's
1: what I am mean? about to say to you. I think the HBCUs, and this is before this even came out, we got to put our money where our mouth is. You know what I'm saying? It, we got too many people that done came out of HBCUs. We got too much people that saying I'm rooting for HVU, HBCUs. We you got to put our money where our mouth is? There, like there's there's money to be made. And or,
0: I, or how do we? And, and so let me ask you this: If you know, how do we get those competitions to even be on the same stage? Too like how can we get a yeah. Albany State to go against Georgia
2: Tech? Or right. Wait for it? Yeah. and that's why I was going to say with the Deion Sanders point, he's doing a great job but the only way that will really shift the conundrum of this HBCU versus you know Power 5 like difference we see he has to Dion I don't know how he's going to do it and that's the challenge but you got to make more than just Jackson State good. You got to make Morehouse good. You got to make Albany good. Yeah. Cuz if we're only watching these teams when they play Jackson State, we're still 30 other games for 12 weeks that we're not watching. Right. So how can we watch Morehouse and Albany State when Dion's not involved? When Jackson State's not playing them? And then that brings that competition. Then it's really alright, cool. Now we gotta really pay attention to more than just Jackson State. We gotta watch you when you play Grambling and, and TSU, right? That's an important game for us. That's on our radar. Right. We're putting money into that because we're viewing just outside of the 10 games Jackson State plays. We're viewing 50 HBCU games uh, mm-hmm. yearly instead of just the 10 or 12 they play because Jackson State's on TV.
1: And then I also think like star sons are going to change the narrative. When you start looking at LeBron's son and like all these cats that are choosing HBCU, D-Wade's son, those cats are about to start. He HBCU? Is that
2: here? I no, here? Think, I, think I, 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 know. I know Mikey's considerate though. He's the Mikey, the uh, number one kid with the yeah, afro. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's considering
0: but I don't think Zaire is talking about HBCU. But he has the opportunity to.
2: Right. I just think
1: They're around the narrative. Because you got to realize, somebody like Zaire, if if he really just wanted to be a part of the greater conversation, the greater good, bro, your dad is LeBron. Your dad got enough backhouse conversation. Like, you're going to get looks. You can go anywhere in the fucking world, right? And you got all the bread you want in the world. And you're going to get paid. Your dad is going to make sure you get paid off of endorsements deals. Like, so if he didn't go, yes, yeah, your choice. You can go where you want to vote. But if you want to be a part of the narrative shift, like you could really start a movement. Because I remember when I was in high school playing against Mark Rick's son, I went to Athens Christian School. Yeah. His son went to Prince Academy. Um, Prince Dang. Academy was our rival. I remember playing against his son, and um, that was like a big deal. So imagine, niggas, I want to play with goddamn – LeBron James, son. you know what I mean? Like it's it's definitely gonna shift a narrative, and
2: I agree with you. The hardest part about that is one, because you got to sacrifice, right? If I'm if I'm Bronny James, I'm living in Malibu for seventeen years of my life. Now I'm, you know, going around all these kids who are going to the Ohio State's, the Kentucky's, the Dukes. So I've been, you know, on that path for four years of trying to attain that goal. I got to one sacrifice, and it's not a hard sacrifice to make for him, but sacrifice. And then two, it goes back to the the Kaepernick conundrum where, damn it is, it, all right, cool. We all can say we're gonna go HBCUs, but when I take a knee, are you really still gonna take a knee even though you said you're going to take a <laughs> knee, <right? laughs> you gonna take right? When they booing me, and they me. booing me, and we're playing the Seahawks at uh, Levi Stadium, and I dropped out on the knee just because you told me that shit during practice. Let's see it. Did you take a knee? I was never in. the uh, – I year. was hurt that year. Yeah, you took a real knee. <laughs> I took a real knee.
1: <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh, <a> <laughs> like, yeah. but you cap. So that conversation. When would, I you, I take a knee, would you
2: have taken a knee? To no. That's for real. I can't. I believe you though. I can't. I want to. I support it, Cap. Yeah. But I can't. That's a real shit. I seen – I see. I mean, it goes back to that sacrifice, right? Same with, same with all these other players. It's. That's why it's hard when Bronny says, all right, I'll go to Howard. Yeah, that's cool, but Briony can afford to do that. Kaepernick can afford to take a knee kind of, right? Right. Can, you know, Omari Bailey. So so that's what they say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what yeah. they say. <laughs> Even though we had all the locker room conversations about bro, that shit gonna be crazy when we both go to HBCUs, we're gonna change the world. I know Jake is that that daddy. So, Hey, So, so, but look. So, take a stake for that, too. So, so let's talk about that.
1: So, the thing, though, that's the conversation. That's the. When does it ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, when. Like, how many have to sacrifice to get it going?
2: You know what I mean? Like, when. Like, I think the it, worst thing I, that happened to the the movements for us to make, right? The kneeling movement, this movement of HBCUs and somebody sacrificing is social media. Because in 1980, I could sacrifice by going to Howard University. And only thing I'm missing is actually saying I, did, I went to a Duke, right? Because I can't post my Instagram story in 1980 showing me Coach K and, you know, me sitting next to Kyrie Irving in the locker room or Jay Billis. But now, Bronny's at Howard, Omari Bailey's posting Duke and eating protein shakes at, you know, 10 a.m. in the morning, while, you know, Bronny's going to the Tropical Smoothie and making, or buying it, right? And it's just those things, right? Bronny's, and I'm not trying to shit on HBCUs, but that's just the infra, the infrastructure's you not right there. I mean, you know the infrastructure's <laughs> not there.
0: It's, it's not And no, I went to an HBCU. <laughs> That's correct, but the, the <laughs> so it's, it's not. It's the infrastructure there. there look, to be listen, honest. Listen, it's not there because listen, my there. roommates was a basketball player and a football player, right? And nigga, we had to, st- <clears throat> we had to steal ground beef, my So I'm saying, like, they wouldn't even. I sat in boys. Black Man
2: Lab when that that head coach of Clark Atlanta even admitted we don't have the infrastructure.
0: Yeah, yeah, this, yeah this like it's a, three- <laughs> a sad, thing. Like you want to book up, but these niggas yeah. can't eat. Like, so,
1: so it's one of those situations where it's like, how. Do you spark the movement? You know what I'm saying? And you gotta just that's the conversation you have. Like mm. I feel like this rule is a leverage. Like the Voting Rights Act was a leverage for the civil rights movement. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this rule right here is a leverage if HBCUs can do a good job at making recruiting sponsorship for their players. Yeah, and that goes you know back to the alums. Like I don't I mean, have I don't have to be I don't have to be um, – I can't get you all of the recruits and scouts at your school, right? But what I can do, nigga, I went to Morehouse. So I went to Howard. I worked for Revolt. I worked for BET. Nigga, I can get you.
2: Yeah, and it, it goes back to what we're saying they're doing right now, right? Howard. And I'm not calling them out. I'm just hypothetical. Ryan, go make these niggas Gavin Spot Ambassadors. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. That's right. in
2: your backyard. These are professional – uh, uh, educated black men and women. Yeah, you just, I guess, I guess. Go make these people, you know, Gathering Spot Ambassadors. Hey, you, uh, you Howard alum, go make an LLC, funnel, you know, your trust into it. It's a nonprofit. It's a tax write-off, but go pay them $5,000 endorsements because they work for your company and that's a sponsorship. But, but Chubb, that's the other issue too though. The infrastructure, even for the alumni is in there. Like that's
0: the, that's really the biggest issue HBCUs is our alumni support. Because when you have a wait force, so you can run down all these Right. Alumni's right. A lot of people can run down alumni's at HBCUs, but how many of those alumni's actually graduated, mm-hmm. right? Especially talking about HBCU. Like even Diddy went to HBCU, he didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. So would he be an alumni? Like we have to get our infrastructure in.
1: And, that, and that's right on right? the that's on the schools. Like I was saying, I do feel like this ruling is the advantage that HBCUs needed. To
2: make their schools more attractive, and I agree with that. Like, and it helps with that sacrifice and making that movement that we just talked about. How do you, right. who do, who does that? How do you how do you start that?
1: Because what happens is, I'm a, if I'm a dope ass high school student, I have four years of struggle before me and my mama make it. Mm-hmm. Now my mama straight. As soon as I leave high school, hell in high school, my mama could be straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm making decisions based off of my heart.
2: Not my need. You know what I mean? Like I agree with that. I think that's a great conclusion of that new ruling. The right. way to see that. I love that.
1: Yeah. So it's like, like, cause I used to think about. I used to think about college players. Everybody's not going to the league. Exactly. And they know that, but everybody on that team busting their ass and killing their body. Like I was telling my co cu- I was talking to my cousin. Who played in the league? And a lot of people in my family go to the league. We got to hit, like, in my family, you either gonna play ball, be an entertainer, start a business. Like, it's like three things you gonna do. And my cousin Lee, I used to ask him, nigga, I'm like, bro, like, what's the difference? He like, man, shit. My cousin said, man, they hit hard in college, <laughs> they hit hard in the NFL. Like, He's like, niggas just, like, these just, he said, in the college, you got to realize this niggas that are hungry trying to get to the league. So they're trying to fucking kill your ass. Now, you got niggas in the league that's getting paid millions to kill your ass. But he said it was a different level of passion in college. So saying that to say, think about them niggas that went hard and they got not a dime. They play every year alongside. Uh Reggie Bush, every year alongside. Mm-hmm. I mean, you named the athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And that nigga just went home. And the reader, like you said, it. The writing is on the raw I just don't want to fucking read it. Right. And then if you went to a big school and you started, they take over your life. Mm-hmm. You really ain't thinking about no books.
0: Is,
3: is he the perfect one? Now I was gonna say Maurice Claret Mm-hmm. Ohio State running back. Yep. Um, man, I seen this man in Kroger one time. Swear. Food stamps and all. Mm-hmm. And this was the the biggest name in college football for a minute. You remember nah, that
2: one of the biggest college running backs of Ohio State ever.
3: Man, huge. And he went tried to play ball up in Canada. And I'm so
1: glad you're here because that nigga might want to we just got down with disagreeing with him because no, I, like, I didn't <laughs> know that nigga's name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
2: don't know him either, Keith. <laughs> For real? No. Hey, no, no, I, was, I was so glad no. this. Now they had a, they yeah. had a uh, ESPN thirty for thirty, and I yeah, put me yeah, on no, he, he has a thirty for thirty, and I yeah, lived in real Columbus, real so that,
3: that why I was hip to him. But I'm just saying, like he had in Hometown college, hero. He was he not even that, bro. It was bigger than that. I don't think he was from Columbus. I think when he from he might he's been, from that He's area. from Ohio yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But he he definitely was like a big deal, and they was talking about NFL projections, oh, all of these sure. things. Like he was he was the that guy. He got in a little bit of trouble and and i'm going to Youngstown state yeah Youngstown state there you go He's-
2: and i i challenge you on that point i, I don't everybody's not going to make the professional league right nba nfl baseball whatever but i don't think they all know that i think everybody thinks they're going to make it
0: you think yeah. so Yeah, hell yeah yes yeah. so I guess. you were saying like so. everybody I, wants to go to, NFL, but, yeah. he thought he was going to the nfl but everybody
2: league. wants to go to the nfl but they don't think they're gonna, they they some know they're not going everybody thinks they're going to go or, because, and then they can pinpoint right where, oh, if such-and-such
0: such didn't fail me right. or such-and-such such would have let me play that <laughs> one game, I would have yeah, been recruited right. and I would have right. been in the right. – like That's my it. best. That absolutely. speaks
1: more to the machine of how they have made millions off the backs of the boys. Like,
2: it's and okay. that's why they end up with nothing because they, like I said, with that same NFL example, you're hyper-focused, you sacrifice everything in your life for – especially in college – sacrifice education sacrifice social life to do this one thing it doesn't happen for you now you're left with nothing i don't know what i like i don't know what i'm interested in i don't know what i'm good at i don't know what i'm bad at and now i'm competing with guys who've been planning for this their whole college career because they were you know math majors or biochem majors and now i'm competing with that 22 year old for the same job and you know we're sounding like two different people in the interview (laughs) uh yeah. I mean, I'm going execu- uh, an me to play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an execute to I'm play. I'm going to execute play. I'm an athlete. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm a dad. Yeah, I'm a d- I think on my feet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think on my feet. And <laughs> while this, this, you know what I'm saying, this nigga's giving financial projections for the fucking yeah. Fortune 500 company yeah. that that CEO can't even fucking do. It's a, di- it's a
3: difference. <laughs> you it's know what I'm saying?
2: difference, man. And so, I mean, I think to your conclusion, bro, the NIL is huge.
1: So how does this, um, I know it'll begin and I want to talk about this before we go. You're a venture capitalist now. Yes, sir. Talk about that, what you doing, and
2: does this affect you and your business anyway? Not not necessarily, because for venture capital, it's a high risk, high reward, and so to even ask, access this asset class, your check size has to be a certain uh, size, right? But what it does what's do... What's a certain size? I mean, so you're investing in the next Facebook or the next Uber or the next Airbnb, hopefully, right? So you're buying 20% of the company if this valued at twenty million dollars, twenty percent is two million dollars, right? So either you're, you're <laughs> exactly, you're. Do y'all do y'all don't think
1: y'all don't think Reggie Bush could have got two million with this new rule? $2 million? Mm-hmm. Two million,
2: two million is a lot of money. Bruh.
0: $2 million. Reggie Bush, to like selling what?
1: Yeah, bro, merch. merch Reg, you know? Bro, Reggie Bush was fucking crazy, bro. Like that nigga was.
0: I don't think you're getting two mil, but I think he deserves a percent. Like Chubb was saying, the machine is already in place. You cut me my percent, yeah. but for him to have his own machine,
2: two know. mil. Because when you say selling merch, he might grow he might gross two mil, but I mean. Yeah, but I'm just got- talking about whatever like if you just had a nigga working for you. What's but even re- that, bro. If if he, say he did get two mil, he's gonna give all two million dollars to one company that might no, no, that just, has a ten percent. I'm, I'm just throwing out projection. Like yeah. I just don't think. Maybe I'm overthinking
1: what these college players really could be making out here.
3: Two mil is a lot, but but was Reggie Bush the biggest college player? No,
2: ever? I'm just saying Reggie because I like, but Reggie, no, Reggie did get two hundred thousand. That's why he lost his Heisman Trophy. Yeah, they bought him right. a two hundred thousand dollars house.
3: Who but... was the biggest college player ever? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Can he get as two? far as
2: monetization? Johnny Manziel. Can he I'm
3: get sure. two? You think he can get two mil? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so then it mean, means it's possible building I a brand is more important than talent.
2: Yeah, but John, but Reggie Bush wasn't around with Instagram.
3: Right, and like, Johnny Manziel was a brand. He right. was bigger than a football
2: dang, uh What's the name? Drake. What's the name? Uh, White
1: Privilege, man. I feel like Tim Tebow could get to. That nigga can get anything, oh, bro. He he probably
0: could have. Tim, Tim Tebow. He had that religious gun. Tim, dance, yeah. Tim hey, Tebow get support. whatever the fuck you want, he wants, He could have sold Bibles.
1: <laughs> yeah. and he would have. This, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this nigga, yeah, yeah, Tim hey, Tebow, could get the, whatever the fuck he
3: wanted. But get. the Ball Brothers, though, they would have cashed out. No, I don't think so. Well, they didn't go to college. Well, they, they, uh, they uh, Melo yeah. didn't go to They wouldn't
1: have cashed out because the establishment didn't like ball. So, like, it was, like, a lot of shit to try to make sure them niggas just didn't win. Yeah,
3: it was a couple of players that I could have cashed out, though, because it was a couple big NCA like, basketball players. But
1: I just wanted to make sure, like, yeah. there is a real yeah, ceiling I mean, for some real money.
3: J.
2: J. Yeah, that's all I want to uh, say.
1: All, right. all them
3: Duke boys.
2: We can get to it, but let's, I mean, all right, let's, let's talk about what you're doing now. All of them. Yeah, so uh I have a VC fund. We raise money, invest in multiple companies, diversify, and try to get a home run, right? Venture capital is strikeout or home run. That's why I said that 10%, 20% chance of success is very risky. But at the same time, because it's so risky, your returns outweigh that, that risk, right, if you do it right. So if you invest in Facebook when it's just a social media site on the Harvard campus, and now Facebook, it is what it is today—a trillion-dollar company. That hundred-thousand-dollar investment is a hundred and thirty-million-dollar paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Or right. not even, not even uh, Facebook. You do uh, Spendify or any other company you want to think of. Just right? Elders Media. Just Elders Media, right? And you have that, that- <laughs> with me, bit bro. Fuck with me. <laughs> Fuck with me, bit bro. But when you have that liquidity event, that's when those re- those returns come, and that's when your investors and those people who trusting you and believing your idea, your product at an early nascent stage when you didn't have all the revenue or you didn't have all these customers, they get rewarded, right? So, being able to do that and the what I'm doing right now, I'm building a bridge. Venture Capital 0. .6 we we're just talking about diversity. Point six four percent of black women as founders receive venture capital funding. Less than one. Less than one. 2% of men, black men receive venture capital funding. So when you think Less about the community and putting generational wealth back into the hands of ourselves, we got to have people who look like me on the opposite end of the table who are distributing that capital. Right, in check. Cuz I got to take a chance on spendify. I got to take a chance on Calendy. I got to take a chance just on as a media. On Just Elders Media. Yeah, I got to take
4: No, I, I, just cause I just say Spendify cuz I just
2: remember you um, having a startup, but right. you know just being able to take a chance on these black entrepreneurs who on average, coffin Fellows did a study, on average received 30% higher returns than all white founding teams. So if I'm a diversified ethnically diversified team, I receive 30% higher returns and it's not because no special magic sauce. It's just, I understand different pain points, right? You understand different pain points than that white man in, you know, Sacramento, California does, right? You understand different pain points in your community than the person in fucking New York proper, right? Right. Or, Or Sag Harbor, right? It's just, you understand more things and you put those diversified experiences and mindsets together and founders, these pain points that solve community problems, solve societal problems, that some people don't understand, but these are the people with the money that, you know, you they it. lose out. So me and my uh, my cousin Troy, we, we both played
1: football. Mm-hmm. But we say business was the closest thing we're ever going to get to football again. You got a playbook. You got to build a team. You got to execute. Yeah. You got a championship. You, you a, feel the,
2: you feel the same way? 100%. And that's why I think we're positioned the way we are as an as athlete-led VC firm to win, right? Because we lose more than we win. As an athlete, you lose more than you win. How do, you, how do you get up the next day and try to win again, even after you lost three in a row, after you lost and you're not on a good team? Or, you know, thinking about football, right? You watch film every day in practice. Before practice or after practice, however your schedule is, you watch film. And in those film sessions, you just get criticized. They're not telling you how good you look. They're right. not telling you how great you are. They're you telling know, you how bad you look on those play. Yeah. How, how slow you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how can you be better, right? So you internalize that and then try to put that into production, The following day in less than a 24 hour time span. Think about a founder. Think about anybody else. That's what business is, right? Being able to roll with the punches, be resilient, be uh, uh, adaptable, be be accountable, be disciplined on time, things like that, and be a leader because you got to be able to lead a team. A lot of great uh, companies fall apart because the founders just can't. Get yeah. along with each okay. other, hold together. Because I'm the no, I'm the number one co-founder. No, you're the number. You know what I'm saying? You're right. the number two. You listen. You know what I'm saying? Stupid that shit. Stupid ass shit. Somebody has to lead. Right. And a good athlete, a good leader understands. Hey, he might be better than me in this. She might be better than me in this aspect. Let me shut up and let her take over. And let 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 me delegate certain things to myself that I'm good at, and she will understand that, or he will understand that, and they will let me take over when that comes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: that's what's up, man. What's the name of the company?
2: Captain Partners. How, How can Captain. they find you? uh on Instagram at Captain Partners, CaptainPartners dot com, and then on Twitter, uh C A P T N Partners. And so we're investing in, you know, high tech, high growth companies, getting as many minorities to invest in the VC asset class to turn this generational wealth gap on our side, right? So putting more people in position to be investors in venture capital, but also giving them the access and then also having founders receive these funds to be able to you know, solve the pain points they're going out to solve and change their communities and their generations as well.
1: Not for so sure. give a man a run of applause for that, man. <laughs> that one, man. We definitely need that man. We definitely need, sure. we need because you know I've been in a fundraising process and I just
2: when you walk in that room and you see us as a certain level of like founders man, tell me all the time and they gonna ref- get it. It's refreshing to see a face that looks like me on the opposite side of the Zoom because I'm not used to this. Right. And you understand that you can relate to me a certain type of way that these other people are not asking the questions that I expect them to ask and want them to ask for them to understand the value of my company. Right. So, I mean, Joel, Burt Solomon and those people at collab capital are doing it. You know, it's yeah. many people who do this and, and I'm just, you know, a, pe- a pebble in the sand. Right. So being able to just all come together and really grow this thing and really change this, this movement.
1: That's what's up, man. Uh, before we wrap up, man, you got. Any advice you want to give to somebody that's on their journey to the league, bro, to the big show?
2: Yeah, I mean, first things first, right? Control the controllables. One thing you asked me was, is it all politics? I mean, there's politics involved, right? So knowing that, knowing that you're not going to get everything you deserve and and things are not going to always go your way. It's a lot of shit's out of your control, but if you can control your effort, your attitude, how you prepare, what you do and bring to a team and the value and how you train and, and take care of your body, if you control those little things, your attitude, all those things, your energy, then, then the rest will work itself out for you. I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, right? So if it doesn't work out for you, there's a different Avenue, right? It didn't, you know, it wasn't my plan to tear my ACL year two of the, my NFL career, but that led me to open up my eyes to business and understand what I like, don't like, and, and really gravitate to where I'm at today. So control the controllables and, and just um, you just understand everything happens for a reason because the game's not going to be nice to you. It's 100% injury rate, Um, and, and shit's going to happen, right? Politics are going to be involved. Business is going to be involved. So you got to be able to sleep at night and, and understand that, if you gave it all you got, you, you, you're doing right, right? You're going to be all right, and you're going to move forward in, in this game of life and whatever you do next. That's what's up. That's what's up. Y'all got any questions for my man, for, before we uh, wrap
3: up?
0: <clears throat> nah, man, I mean, hey, I, uh, this is a great combo. I think that uh, – a lot of nuggets was dropped in here. Uh, love hearing that history, that story. Nah, great sure. stuff, great stuff. Even even though I've heard a lot of it, but I've <laughs> I, I, I learned more. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's Let's, go, chub. Let's go, Chubb. Let's go, Chubb. Lightweight.
3: Lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm glad to be here, bro. Your wildest NFL story in 30 seconds or less. I'm going to put myself out there because, you know, that's how it is. I. My
2: rookie year, telling you about the L.A. story, right? We're in L.A. We're getting into these clubs. I'm getting a One Oak. So fast forward, I get in a One Oak. I know the promoter. He lets me in, gets me in a section up top, and we have no bottles, right? Because obviously the the table minimum pays for the bottles that come with what you pay for the table. Uh, And you can, you know, add on to it if you want to spend more money. So we get a table, empty table, got some girls with me, got some of my boys from college with me. And we got no bottles, right? And it's like two fifty dollars <laughs> like two fifty for a bottle, right? We're at this table. Bow- I think bow I was there that night. This is 2016. Right? Oh, shit. Club snap. is lit. Oh, shit. But it's like seven dudes, no girls, because we can't attract them over there because we got no alcohol. So me and my homeboy, I'm not going to say his
4: name. <laughs> <laughs> me and my homeboy,
2: it's crazy. Looking on my phone, I'm like, yo, where's the nearest liquor store? So long story short, me and my homeboy, <laughs> leave the club. Wildest thing I've ever done. Looking back on it, nuts. Leave the leave the leave the club, go across the street, literally right across the street is a liquor store. We get four Syrah bottles, probably what, $30, 35 dollars a piece. I you know, got on skinny jeans, but they're not that skinny. We put two Syrah I got thick thighs too, right? So put two Syrah <laughs> <Surratt> bottles, <laughs> one at each leg. He puts some he's a six six, he's a tall guy, he puts two Syrah bottles in his legs. We walk back into the section, put Syrah bottles in our in our bucket, and and got four bottles.
3: I Kind of regret I asked Day. <laughs> <laughs> How
2: crazy is that? <laughs> that's wow
3: yeah nobody's ever heard that
2: story I ain't it's never had an, an in interview I ain't never did that but that was, that's
1: crazy see look that's the move most <laughs> niggas when their security ain't packing you they bringing that gun and shit right. <laughs> this nigga bring him
0: they like sneaking
3: in bottles nigga banana it's a rock Hey,
2: look, them bitches came to end though. Okay. <laughs> it's funny though because they obviously they know what you pay for your 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 bart your whatever bottle girl knows you know if you order bottles or not so she sees for to rock bottles they got onto us right <laughs> so you know you got this you got the mixer you got the orange juice little vase you got the cranberry so we had to start you know. Pouring the Ciroc in the mixers and just so now we're just fucking niggas lined up around the section just drinking orange juice like <laughs> this, like <laughs> fuck. like we look crazy because everybody in their mama knows these niggas aren't getting drunk off orange juice these that's niggas are having bad. a great time off orange juice and cranberry Man, we what? look nuts nah, that's bad. <laughs> and they come check us we stiff we 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 hide the Ciroc bottles in the couch it's crazy it was a crazy story and um that was my last time going to One Oak in, in <laughs>
3: because
2: I couldn't even look the promoter in the face no more because you know you let me in and. Put, it, put his name out on the, on the, Put his neck out Oh my him. Hey that's why like Coach wasn't fucking with you <laughs> <laughs> He must have heard the story Let it Let fuck it. <laughs> Let it fuck it But this is like You know oh. We're out there Right after we get drafted Mini camps so It was like April May, Man, he's June still
3: young He said 21 Yeah and
2: you, you ain't got yeah. paid yet Just cause you out there on the team yeah, You get paid per yeah, game yeah, We that. ain't had a game yet I feel that I, feel that. <laughs> I had yeah. a signing bonus I ain't had a game yet that's a good well, story, I love this shit
1: bro I love it like, You have a great story Um uh, Anything else you wanna to say to the world, man?
2: Anything else? Nah, I mean I'm just glad to be here, bro. I'm I'm glad glad to
1: connect it I'm glad we did this too, bro. We've been waiting. It's been a bro. long time
2: coming. I appreciate you. Um you bought my dinner the other day and that meant a lot. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Had some great great um cauliflower nuggets from the gathering spot. So no. great to, you know, see this thing come full circle.
1: Yeah, bro. Excited about it, man. Um for me, man, I just wanna say congratulations to all the athletes out there. Who can take their destiny in their own hands. That's what I really see that as. Um, I just want to let y'all know, man, you're a brand right now. You're a brand right now, and you got to begin to walk in the reality that you're reaching for. Uh, So if you feel like you're about to be the next Steph Curry, like position yourself to be that cat. Got to. Like you got to position yourself to be that cat and, you know, ultimately get paid. So, again, Thank you for coming, brother. Thank y'all for listening to another episode. We say this every week. We love y'all, the you job, but most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. This is Just Out Podcast. Oh, go, 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 go.
4: Hey, <laughs>
2: your girlfriend here. <laughs> hey, what is that moment? What the? the uh, I was at a weightlifting competition my senior year. And we were—he scrubbed off YouTube. Yeah, this is your I'm home I'm over community. here power cleaning. They're hey, like my boys are hyping me back podcast. and uh hyping me we up we in, in the, the back background uh, for a power clean. I was like 315 injuries. at the time, 315 pounds, and back won back a competition. On, so, back what back. comes to mind when you hear the nah. word no. no, he's talking about the. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just for the people, start it home home from the beginning one
1: time. I don't want to fuck up his drop. My boy got a podcast too. Drop my boy shit. Let's go.
2: Career, industry, or community.
4: Your girl like here. Like like yeah. Oh,
1: that's what he
0: was saying. <laughs> your girlfriend was there? Yeah.
2: This is your host, Brandon Chubb, and you're listening to the Highlights Podcast, where we highlight individuals' unique stories, perspectives, and journeys. They
4: they go to the ground, the Brandon Chubb. What comes to mind
2: when you hear the word highlights? Maybe touchdowns, dunks, home runs? Well, every week, my guest who joins me on this podcast has touchdown, dunks, or home runs in their everyday career, industry, or community.
4: No gain on the play, and that's Brandon Chubb again.
2: Every week, a new guest will get highlighted, so press play, turn the volume up, enjoy, and share it. Let's go. This is highlights. highlights, highlights <laughs> And that highlights,
1: is highlights. a New Voices fucking production. Goddamn,
2: Keith Hagrid, quit
1: playing with that nigga, man. <laughs> Good plan with that nigga. That boy Keith. Jeez. That boy Keith.